BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is an EMT kit, and it's a special one that you cannot get, I think, maybe anywhere. I'm not positive. Here's a splint. You know, you hear that? But, but not only that, I have these sutures that are in here. Now, I know this kind of has a Frankensteinian uh, kind of thought to it, but think about it. If you're isolated, if there's a hurricane, there's an earthquake. Listen, I've been through both now, earthquakes and hurricanes, and I will tell you, you are isolated. And, and you call 911 and they'll say, uh, it has a, a ice compressed, instant ice. Now think about that. No electricity after an earthquake. No electricity after a tornado. No electricity after a hurricane. Half my neighborhood didn't have electricity. This is a chest seal. It's a vented chest seal. Obviously for a, a really bad uh, chest wound, there's a couple of those. Sleeve for taking your blood pressure. A stethoscope. I don't even know what you're listening for there, but I'll learn. But this blood pressure kit alone, you know, you should have on hand in your house. I'm Graham Ledger, and this is a special edition of the Ledger Report. I think what's very clear to the American public is whether it's uh, Paulina Luna or Lauren Boebert or Marjorie Taylor Greene, these are individuals who still to this day question the results of a free and fair election in 2020, and they are trying to out MAGA and out extreme each other uh, by pushing measures uh, to uh, uh, impeach, expel, censure, uh, whatever language they'd like to use, um, uh, they're doing it with the sole focus of um, having the back of the former president, uh, the twice impeached former president. Uh, they want to show their allegiance. Uh, that's what they do time and time again. That's how extreme they are. Um, but let's talk for just a quick minute on the things that they are choosing not to talk about. Uh, the Women's Health Protection Act, uh, defending abortion, um, ensuring that we have a tax code that is fair, uh, that millionaires and billionaires um, pay their fair share. Those are the things that they don't want to talk about. Stop tape. Um, let's talk about that as Ted Lou stands behind this Aguilar guy so smugly. Um, like they're not doing the work of the devil. Because I believe firmly that that's what's going on here in Washington, D.C., that uh, this is the work of the devil. It is good versus evil white versus black and i don't mean skin color i mean it's very clear what's going on in washington dc they are trying to destroy this constitutional republic they are trying to destroy the christian base listen to this guy talk abortion we'll we'll get into that i want to get into abortion and how it relates to joe biden and this move to impeach because there are high moral grounds here 
to impeach Joe Biden. It's not just constitutional grounds now. There are moral grounds to impeach um, Joe Biden. But listen to the way this, it's, it's clear as day, there is, there is an effort in Washington, D.C., and, and they're winning, folks. We have to admit it. Over time, if you step back and you look at the progression or the regression of Washington, D.C., just in your lifetime, however old you are, I'll start in, in my lifetime, since the, the 70s and into the 80s, sure, we had some ups. We had Ronald Reagan, and we had, well, we had Donald Trump. In between there, there were troughs, including the Bushes. Absolute disasters, both Bush presidents. So, but the trajectory in Washington, D.C. has been a downward spiral against the Constitution and against the Christian values that are the very foundation of this republic. And I want you to think about impeaching Joe Biden through the lens of the, of the New Testament. Now, I know Christ taught us that an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth is wrong, and that we are to turn the other cheek. But Christ also stood up for what was right and what is right. And so there's a point where you cannot turn the other cheek if people are being harmed. And I think Christ would agree with that. And I'm not trying to be a soothsayer, and I'm not trying to be a pastor, somebody smarter, holier than thou. I'm not. I just believe that there were moments in time where Christ showed us that he was human and we're human. And we need to react like humans. And so I, I turn to the New Testament and Luke 17, 3. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If your brother sins, rebuke him. Rebuke, reject, punish. We are at a point in this country where the dots need to come together for us. That these people like Ted Lieu and Aguilar and Pelosi and the, and the rest of the gang there, the leadership in Washington, D.C., and all over this country, in red states and in blue states, are destroying. They are destroying. They don't want to. They are destroying. This entire fiasco with the trans nonsense is a full-scale, full-frontal, obvious-to-me attack on the very principles of this country, but, but the very principles of mankind. It's so interesting when you try and talk to a millennial, and I'm not bagging all millennials here, but these are the ones that are most susceptible to this kind of thinking about, for example, LGBTQ and all this kind of stuff. In the history of mankind, marriage has been defined as a man and a woman in a union. And it goes back to even pre-recorded history. Recorded history starts about 5,000 years ago. But way, way, thousands of years, possibly millions of years, I don't know, there was marriage. And marriage defined, very simply, of, of a man and a woman joining in union together with faith and fidelity. However each civilization defined it, that's how it's been. But all of a sudden, now, in the year... 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. I don't know when this wave really started. Maybe, maybe before that, when the Supreme Court weighed in on, on marriage. And it never, 
My theory on marriage is it's between the man and the woman and God. That government shouldn't be involved in marriage at all. And if people want to parade around, you know, like these people who are attacking nuns in Los Angeles, they call, I don't even want to mention their name because I was raised by nuns, you know, at school, and I respect them. And this is an attack on the nuns. This is an attack on Christianity, these, these people that the Dodgers honored before the baseball game. And so this is a wholesale attack on Christianity, just the trans thing alone, not to mention abortion. I'll get into that in a minute. The trans thing alone is a wholesale attack on Christianity, which is a wholesale attack on the foundation of this republic, which is a wholesale attack, really, on God-given rights in the history of mankind. God made us in his image. This is an attack on that. It's a fundamental, basic attack. And I don't hear enough people saying this. It's amazing to me. And it's more amazing to me that 51% of the population, X amount of 51% of the population, that would be females, are either silent or putting up with this and supporting it. Unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Women are supposed to civilize men. How is this civilizing men? How is this doing the right Christian thing by supporting this absolute abhorrent behavior? So, we have Luke 17.3 that tells us, if your brother sins, you must rebuke him. Now again, this is within the prism of Christ telling us to turn the other cheek. I understand that. But there's a point where you can't keep turning the other cheek. And the Roman... Centurion had an ear cut off because of that, right? What are, the, what are the reasons to impeach Joe Biden now? Now, Kevin McCarthy disagrees with this, but Kevin McCarthy is a political snake who stands for nothing. The only thing he's wanted to do in his life was to become a member of Congress so he could be somebody. And now, once he's in Congress, the only thing he wanted to do was part of the leadership so he could be somebody. And then after that, the only thing he wanted to do was become Speaker of the House so he could be somebody. So he's somebody now, and now he's telling Congresswoman Boebert, don't impeach Joe Biden right now, wait for the committees. Hell of a lot can happen between now and the end of Joe Biden's term. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. It's now or never, Kevin McCarthy, and I'll get into that in a minute, but let's look at the facts. It was my argument that Joe Biden should have been impeached on day one when the Republicans took over Congress. And if there was a crowd listening to this right now that I could hear, I hope everybody's cheering, who has a brain. Because Joe Biden co has committed to this point multiple impeachable offenses. Impeachable per the United States Constitution and impeachable as a so-called Christian. Now remember, Joe Biden calls himself a Christian, a.k.a. a Catholic. And I want to get into that as well. But let's look at the major offense, constitutionally speaking. Joe Biden is not upholding the laws that have been passed by Congress. This is the solemn duty of the Article II branch, and this here United States Constitution, of the Article II branch, which is the chief executive. The sole solemn duty is to uphold the laws of the land. That is the job of the President of the United States. 
And we have laws on the books about illegal aliens coming into our country and attempting to come into our country. We have laws on the books that are pretty clear, including hiring an illegal. It is illegal to hire an illegal. So when you flood a country with millions of illegals, are they just going to live off the, the tit, excuse me, of the government their entire existence in this country? Is that the plan? Oh, they're going to become workers? But they can't because they're illegal. Oh, they're going to become citizens. Ah, some sort of quasi-citizen that then can vote for another Democrat. You see how this works? It worked beautifully in California. This was the model, in, part of the model in California, to flood the once golden state with illegals, and they have, that eventually vote or vote illegally now, which we know illegals vote, and then you'll have perpetual Democrats in office. That's the formula. That's why this is going on. Has nothing to do with human trafficking. Has nothing to do with fentanyl. And when I hear these arguments by Republicans, oh, it's fentanyl, oh, it's human trafficking, nonsense. It is an attack on our sovereignty. That's all this is. And Joe Biden is failing his job. In fact, he is aiding and abetting the enemy. That's the enemy attacking our border. That is an enemy. It is not an asylum seeker. It is an enemy permeating our sovereign southern border. And they need to be treated as enemies. I'm in favor of militarizing the border. It's, it's gone beyond repair. The word is out. The neon sign is up. You can breach our southern border, be welcomed with open arms by people like Catholic Charities and sanctuary cities and sanctuary states, and voila, you're in the United States. They give you a notice to appear. They give you a little paperwork. You're never going to show up. We know they don't show up. Why would they show up? They can't even read English. And I'm sure it's given to them in, in Spanish and every iteration of language on the planet. You know, Mandarin, Farsi, whatever. They have to meet all the different demands at the border for these people who are violating our sovereignty. Joe Biden is guilty of impeachment alone, of not fulfilling his job duty, his very simple, um, solemn job duty. And that is to uphold the laws of the land. There are very specific laws about preserving our sovereignty at the border and apprehending illegals and getting rid of them. Tearing down portions of the wall sh should be an impeachable offense. And I believe I've heard uh, reports that sections of the wall that have been built along our border have been torn down by the Biden administration. That's count one. Here's count two, weaponizing the federal government. Joe Biden has been complicit, along with when the Democrats were in majority, of weaponizing the federal government and concealing these efforts to weaponize the federal government. It's a, it's a conspiracy by definition. When you allow the FBI, which is, again, ostensibly under the control, if you will, of the executive branch, when you allow the FBI and you give them cover, you allow them to attack certain people in this country because of their political persuasion, that is an impeachable offense. And that's what's happening out of this White House. And I know 
there's a caveat to all this that Biden may not even know this stuff is going on under his nose. But that doesn't matter. And that he's just a puppet. But that doesn't matter. And that it's Susan Rice pulling the strings. That doesn't matter. And that Barack Obama smoking a cigar somewhere is telling Joe Biden what to do. That doesn't matter. The buck stops at Joe Biden. And that is an impeachable offense. When you weaponize the federal government against innocent Americans through the IRS, through the FBI, through the DOJ, that is an impeachable offense. And it's disgusting, by the way. And that leads me to count three persecuting and prosecuting your political opponent. This is a no-brainer, and it's happening as we speak. They have weaponized the DOJ along with the FBI, which falls under the DOJ. The FBI is an operating branch underneath the DOJ. And, and neither of these are mentioned in the United States Constitution, by the way. And it's up to Congress to fund them. And so if the Republicans have control of the purse strings, what about it, Republicans? Why do you want to keep funding this? Why do you want to keep funding the IRS who are attacking innocent Americans? And they're hiring tens of thousands of new workers, some of whom are armed with firearms. Why are you supporting that by funding it? Power of the purse strings. It's a, it's a very powerful thing, yet apparently the Republicans are afraid to use it. But Joe Biden is not afraid to go after his political opponents, weaponizing the DOJ, Donald Trump. He is being prosecuted. He is being persecuted. History is repeating itself. We've seen this in the, in the continuum of history. It's replete with examples like this. Persecuting, ostensibly prosecuting your political enemies. This is nothing new. This goes back tens of thousands of years in the history of the world, no doubt. It's your enemy, so you want to get rid of them. Well, this is what Joe Biden's doing. And, and, a, and, a, and a side note to this, I saw a discussion, I'm not going to name the network, doesn't really matter, but the discussion was, well, you know, a lot of Republicans think that Donald Trump should drop out of the race because he's being charged with these crimes. This is incredible. How stupid are you? I'm sorry, but how stupid are you, Republicans, to fall for it? Why do you think they're prosecuting him? Yeah, they want to wipe him off the landscape. They don't want him to be able to run for president. But they also want to win in the court of public opinion by appealing to weak-kneed rhino Republicans who say, oh, well, you know, now that he's being prosecuted, I better not support him. He's being prosecuted. Ever heard of innocent until proven guilty? Ever heard of what I've just laid out right here of weaponizing the federal government against your political opponent? This is exactly what the Democrat Marxists want to have happen. They want to have Republicans abandon Donald Trump. Don't you understand? All the more reason to stand by him. All the more reason for Ron DeSantis to go down to Miami the next time there's a hearing and say, we support the rule of law. This is a political persecution. This is a political prosecution. And it needs to stop. And Miami and the rest of Florida does not support this attack on the former president of the United States. Ron, you got that in you. I know you do. You need to go down there and stand up for the rule of law. You need to stand up for the Constitution. You want to be president? Stand up for the Constitution. Stand up for a guy who is being persecuted and prosecuted because he did great things during his four years as president. And they're terrified that he's going to go into Washington, D.C. with Roto-Rooter and start taking out agencies like the Department of Education.
pray to God that happens. Pray to God that happens. Another count against, this would be count number four against uh, Joe Biden, is that he conspired to abuse his power. power. Joe Biden, as, as vice president, and I'm sure there's plenty of evidence today, as president, that it didn't just stop when he was inaugurated, so-called, as president, this abuse of power. Didn't just, the funnel didn't just dry up. It got more intense. They probably got a little more creative, though, didn't they? But we have the information, and we have Joe Biden bragging about it in, it must have been 2015, when he was sitting there at that fundraiser, the Democrat fundraiser, bragging how he went into Ukraine, blackmailed the president of Ukraine in saying that if you don't fire this prosecutor that is investigating Burisma, that my son is sitting on the board of directors for getting paid handsomely for nothing, if you don't file this, fire this prosecutor, you're not going to get billions of dollars from the United States per Barack Obama. And he bragged about it. That's smoking gun kind of evidence that he blackmailed a foreign entity. But in the process, his son and himself, apparently, according to this source in the FBI, got filthy rich because of it. This is unbelievable. If that's not an impeachable offense, I don't, oh, but Graham, it took place when he was vice president. Like I said, this kind of stuff, is that money still exists? Yeah, okay, well, he's president now. The crime may have took place, but you can't tell me that it just stopped as soon as he put his hand on the Bible in January of 2021. I do not believe it. So that is count number four. And count number five, I'll stop at five, but maybe count number five is the most important. And maybe it's not constitution, but it's moral. Abortion. Joe Biden stands for killing babies. Joe Biden purports to be a Christian, purports to be a Catholic. Now, I have lost complete and total faith in the Catholic Church because of issues like this. And so that's why I have I haven't renounced my membership in the Catholic Church, but I have put it away, I have rejected it, I put it on ice. It's gone, it's dead right now. And it probably in my lifetime will not come back. And I have people saying, "Well, don't abandon the Catholic Church." Why? The a Catholic Church abandoned me as an American, as a Christian. Abandoned me. I'm not leaving the Catholic Church. Catholic Church left me. Just like California. I didn't leave California. California left me. What am I supposed to do? Just sit there with a thumb in my mouth saying, oh, it's okay. As we go through Mass each Sunday, I'm not going to do that. And give them money, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give them my moral nor financial support. The Catholic Church has given Joe Biden a pass on supporting abortion. This is unbelievable to me. Now, this is not an indictment of the Catholic Church. I want to go back to Joe Biden, keep this focused on Biden. But they have given him the runway to be pro-abortion, to kill babies. I want the Catholic Church to think about how many years Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C., and how many years he has supported abortion, and how many babies were killed, murdered, in the womb because of Joe Biden. I want the Catholic Church to think about that. What was the number before Roe versus Wade we used to talk? Was it 30 million babies in this country? Most of them black, by the way. But I don't, it doesn't matter skin color. This is a human being that was, that was murdered. 
thanks to, in part, Joe Biden. Certainly politicians like Joe Biden. And to this day, Joe Biden supports the murder of babies. And that is reprehensible to me as a Christian. I can't take it. You know, it's, it's like the border. You think about it, and then you don't think about it for a while, and then you think about it. You know, think about the border. Just think about the border right now, being attacked by humanity, being attacked by illegals, being attacked by our enemy by definition, yet they're being let in. And then think about abortion. Still legal in, in many states, although there's been you know, efforts to, to put governors on it, but California now is a, an abortion sanctuary, for example. I'm sure Oregon is the same and Washington State is the same. They're, they're abortion sanctuaries just like they are for illegals. And so if, if, a, if, a, if a lady in a, in a red state wants to have an abortion, can't have it in the red state, then they go to California and have an abortion. So it's, it's, it's incredible that we've devolved it. This is why I say we're in a civil war. It is red state versus blue state, ladies and gentlemen. And if you keep your money in blue states, you are part of the problem. I say this with love as a Christian. You're part of the problem. You keep your money in blue states. You are funding this attack on killing babies. You are funding this attack on our sovereignty, illegals. You are funding the demise of not only your state and your family, but you're funding potentially the demise of this country. Put your dollars in a red state and support the red state, period. End of discussion. There is no discussion here. Abortion is an abomination. We know this, and Joe Biden supports an abomination. Again, constitutionally speaking, this is not an impeachable offense, but morally speaking, it is 100% impeachable. And because this country is founded upon Christian principles, I believe it, I would put it in articles of impeachment. That's what I would do. And I want to deviate here and, and, and compare, compare uh, Donald Trump to Joe Biden in this um, realm of abortion, through the lens of abortion. Think about how many babies Donald Trump has saved. Think about this. I bet you hadn't thought about that. With the demolition of Roe versus Wade, which didn't end abortion. They just sent it to the states for what they want to do. But it did open the door to saving babies. And Donald Trump, thank God, is responsible for saving babies. What kind of babies? All color babies. All kinds of babies have been saved under Donald Trump. Think about that. That's a glorious thing. That's something to thank God for, right? Babies are alive in this country because of Donald Trump. And who are those babies going to grow up to be? Ever thought about that? Ever thought about the babies who were aborted, the 30 million or whatever the number is in this country? Who we killed, potentially? Who could have resurrected this country from the disaster of Marxism that we may have murdered? And who Donald Trump may have saved that may eventually come to pass save this country, because we're in a world of hurt. But the fact that Donald Trump saved maybe just one baby, just one child, may change the entire trajectory of this country and potentially the planet. And that is a wonderful and glorious thing. So I would say to Kevin McCarthy, if this isn't enough 
evidence to impeach, what more do you need? Sure, let the committees do their thing. Let the committees dig deep into Hunter and, and Joe Biden and, and the money and the millions of dollars and Burisma and Ukraine and these payoffs and the blackmail and the LLCs, the shell companies and moving money around in bank accounts. Let them do their thing. That's fine. And then impeach him again if you want to. We, we, we know that if we impeach and if, if the majority sticks together in the House, the impeachment will pass. In the Senate, it will die. We know that. The trial uh, would take place and it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't end up in removing him from office. But it didn't with Donald Trump either, did it? And in this case, it's not an eye for an eye. It's more, if you don't play by their set of rules, they have established a new set of rules, the marks. If you, in some respects, don't play by their rules, they're going to drag you down to the gutter with their rules, kicking and screaming. You're going to be kicking and screaming, and they're going to beat you with experience. You have to. This has been my argument from day one when the Republicans took the majority in the House of Representatives. You have to impeach Joe Biden. Even if it's because of his hair being parted the wrong way, what little hair he has. You have to. You have to on day one, you should have, to set the tone. Hey, people, we're not going to sit here and take this. And yeah, of course, the Democrats would scream and holler. And yeah, of course, the media would scream and holler. So what? So what? At that moment, there was plenty. All this evidence that I just laid out, the border, weaponized government, persecuted, prosecuted a political opponent, conspired to abuse power, and abortion, all of this evidence existed when the Republicans took control of Congress. So this is not about, as Aguilar seems to believe, MAGA. This is not about Donald Trump. This is about what is doing what is right in Washington, D.C., but also playing by a new set of rules. It's a set of rules that's disgusting, and the framers of the Constitution would not agree with what's happening in D.C., but I think they would also say, you know what, there's a point where if you're getting slaughtered, playing by one set of rules, and the opposition is playing by another set of rules, then you've got to adapt. Not unlike what happened in 1776, when the Redcoats were getting slaughtered, because they would line up and do their volleys, and our guys would be guerrilla warfare. And they would be hanging out in trees and behind trees, and they weren't setting up in a, in a line and firing. They were scattered all over the place. It was better warfare. The British didn't adapt. And what happened? They lost their, their colony. They lost the United States, which would become the United States. So our lessons are replete in history like that. You better adapt or you're going to get slaughtered. And remember Luke 17, 3. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Well, that latter part, I don't see Joe Biden repenting. 
Do you? Impeach Joe Biden. Biden has sinned against God Almighty in multiple ways. He needs to be held accountable. And on this earth and in this country, God will hold him accountable. I know that. But on this earth and in this country, the way we hold Joe Biden accountable is impeachment. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I am wrong, I'm right. But I think what's very clear to the American public is whether it's...